Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Conscious Talk is brought to you in part by Essential Formulas, distributors of Dr. O'Hara's and Reg Active, now available online as well as in fine health stores. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us here today on Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. We're so happy that you're on board with us and that you're part of our Conscious Talk family. And Rob and I wanted to talk about kindness a little bit because the world, as you know, appears to be spinning out of control. And I just want all of you to understand something. There's great purpose in what is going on and how we play our parts is that we don't go into that spin to the best of our ability we stay kind to ourselves and to each other we know that you often hear us talk about wellness and this is a very important part of wellness Uh, we always talk about wholeness being spiritual caring for ourselves emotionally as well as physically. And this is a time that's so important for all of us, for our communities, for our families, for all of us as individuals. We've always said having a spiritual rudder was the most important part of wellness in our lives. And we've been discovering that this summer. I hope that you understand that when we talk about wholeness and wellness and spiritual, we are spirit beings in these body temples. That's what we are. And our greatest responsibility and gift to ourselves and each other is to stay above the fray the very best that you can. Otherwise, when you sink down into the mire and begin to judge and criticize everything and everybody, you become part of the problem and you contribute to that energy. There's always been the old concept that we've heard over the years to be the change you want to see in the world. And at this time, this is the most important thing. Let's see the world we want to see. This is a great opportunity for change. We know that what we've been doing isn't working. So hold the vision. Absolutely. Hold it in your hearts and in your minds and use kindness as your rudder. And we'll be right back. Welcome to Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference. Well, coming up this hour on Conscious Talk, compared to the COVID-19 crisis, the ecological disaster on the horizon is much worse. We're in this escalating eco-crisis already. So why isn't our society reacting? Well, we'll have a chat with Nathaniel Popkin, activist, essayist, and author of To Reach the Spring for his ideas on what's coming. And now I welcome your hosts for the day, Brenda Michaels and Rob Spears. And thank you, Benny, and welcome folks to another hour of Conscious Talk, radio that makes a difference And yep, We're making a difference again here today because we bring to you the very best people we know of, people that are making a positive difference in their lives and the lives of others, people that are learning, growing, 
They're waking up, coming on the show, teaching all of us. And on this show, we learn and grow together one listener at a time. That listener is you. Well, our special guest today is Nathaniel Popkin. Uh, He's the author of seven books, including the one that we wanted to uh, talk to him about today. And that is, until you get your throat clear, dear, that is To Reach the Spring. And this is an incredible book, um, From the Complicity to Consciousness in the Age of an Eco-Crisis. Well, Nathaniel's a co-editor of the anthology Who Will Speak for America, and he co-founded the web magazine Hidden City Daily and helped pilot The Valley of the Possible, a research program and residency in southern Chile. Um, I love this. This was in a pretty much an essay style um, and uh, was a really provocative book. And we're going to get into it about, um, you know, we'll be talking about to reach the spring. And just so you can find out more about Nathaniel, you can go to Nathaniel Popkin, P-O-P-K-I-N dot net. Nathaniel, welcome to Conscious Talk. Uh, so great to be here, Rob and Brenda. Great to uh, talk to you today. Well, um, Nathaniel, let's start with this. Our current disaster, COVID, has exposed our, I think that's inability to respond on many levels, not the least of which was our lack of ability to see it coming. What does this say about us? <laughs> well, I think it tells us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it would be easy to say that human beings are by nature kind of short-sighted and, you know, we kind of do live in a real, I mean, we are animals and we live day by day to survive. Um, we think in short terms and our individualistic society has kind of set us up to think in short term even more. That's the way corporations think, short term profits over longer term investments and, and the thing mm-hmm. like that. On the other hand, I think we're looking at a um, a crisis that hit during the very worst moment of leadership in this country. Mm-hmm. And so we got a lot of things wrong in the United States, not just in the United States, many other places as well. Mm-hmm. Though American leadership is really important on a in a global situation like this. So it's hard to separate out and generalize what we as human beings or as Americans exactly got wrong when the political leadership was actually nefarious. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, I would say we have failed in many ways. So we failed to have political leadership. We failed to collaborate as much as we needed to. We failed to listen to the scientists as much as possibly we should have. And I think that tells us a lot about what's to come in the climate emergency and the eco crisis, mm. I mean, this yeah. is a dry run. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's one of the things that ready. we've been. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the things that we've been talking about for some time. That you know, we, the way that we look at the world uh, from our personal experience is that everything is for us, and um, that means that some of those difficult things, you know, down the line are extremely instructive. Mm-hmm. So. We're not always looking forward, but we're learning from the past. So, Nathaniel, would we would you say one of the things that we have possibly been lacking is the courage to face what is and then take action in the face of that? 
Well, I, I think so. I mean, the, the way that um, our society works, first of all, we've had a prolonged period in this country of not being able to solve real problems for people. You know, gun mm-hmm. violence mm-hmm. Um, is, you know, a great example of an obvious problem. Like children have been murdered in schools and yet, as a society, for more than 20 years, we have not been able to solve this problem or really even come close. Um, things like weird weather and forest fires and hurricanes have been intensifying for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And yet, we have been unable to really focus on the core cause of those of that problem and solve it. I mean, we could go down a long list of things that our society, as in, as in United States, in, in the United States, have been incapable of, through the political system that we have, of, of solving. And, and there are lots of reasons for that. I think part of it is the, the allowance for corporate money and corporate and as equaling free speech. That's a yeah, right. issue, of course. But I do think, you know, we, we have a lot of trouble in a pluralistic society with many different kinds of people and many different like um, political needs to focus on a consensus and to come to consensus. And then if you, that's a difficult thing in general for a country of 330 million people. But mm-hmm. then with 500,000 different governmental bodies as we have actually, and then lay on top of that a kind of toxic political environment of untruth and conspiracy, I do think we have a lot of trouble facing the difficulties. Racial injustice, systemic racism is an obvious one, but then all of these currents are playing against our ability to focus on it. And the biggest of all, because it's so big and so difficult to grasp, is the climate emergency and eco crisis? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and that's really the big one. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, what one of the things that caught my attention uh, in your book was you're pointing out kind of the unique position that we and much of the world have put ourselves in, in in that the way we've organized, we're both predator and victim. <laughs> so, and, and that shows up on so many levels. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so I would say that um, one of the things I'm trying to do with this book is to is to encourage, invite people to think along with me about how to talk about uh, the, per, you know, how to talk about this issue. We're paralyzed at a political level or paralyzed at a conversational level, at a communal level. And so I'm inviting people in to, talk and think this through. And as we do that, we come to see the ways in which something we have to face is that we, let's say there are 2 billion wealthy humans, wealthy, relatively speaking, on the earth, that is middle-class people who are essentially consumers. And in that sense, we are really complicit in the creation of these this eco-crisis. It, it is implicit in as a result of the capitalist system that we uh, live within and act within, uh, and particularly as consumers. And as we're doing that, we're sort of like sly devils here. We're adding to the problem, and that problem is then coming back on us in a very negative and dangerous way in which we have become and increasingly will be 
the victims of our own crimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes complete yeah, sense. Yeah, it's it, it's quite a conundrum when you depend on this particular system for your survival and the system itself is poisoning us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, we, we've been talking about this. We've been natural health advocates for uh, most of our years. yeah most of our lives yeah, I essentially. That. Yep, yep. And um, and we've seen that because we see the argument with um, uh, you know how you actually get higher yields with organic farming, et cetera. But that whole agricultural system is not formed around that. I mean, once we started down the petrochemical fertilizer route and farmers organized around it, it's very difficult to turn those things around. Mm-hmm. And, and here, uh, to me, there, Nathaniel, the most basic, basic problem that I think we have as humans is that I think we inherently know what's right. I feel we know that. We may deny it. We may pretend we don't know. We may turn away from it, but I think inherently we know what's right. And Brenda, but, that's the core of uh, of my book. Um, I, you know, I know that, is, that we it, are moral beings. Yes, I totally agree with you. We are moral beings, and we're we really are. We know what is right and wrong, and we respond to what we believe is right or wrong. And most of the time, we agree what that is. Yes, uh, but but and, when it comes to Mega change, which is what we are facing, if we are going to save ourselves, the planet, I feel, will survive. She will do better without us. We are like the cancer upon the planet. But when it comes to mega change, inherently knowing what's right is not enough. And when we come back from this break, I'd like you to comment on that. You're listening to Conscious Talk. We're here with Nathaniel Popkin. The book is To Reach the Spring, and we'll be right back. What if you could be your own healer? Well, you can unleash your natural healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. This exciting new spiritual technology has been featured in best-selling books like Natural Cures and in Dr. Wayne Dyer's There's a Spiritual Solution to Every Problem. The AIM program of Energetic Balancing allows you to heal yourself 24 hours a day from anywhere in the world. More than 60,000 people have experienced the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. The novel sanctuary, The Path to Consciousness, walks you through one's journey of self-healing with this spiritual technology. To learn more about energetic self-healing, you can order the Novel Sanctuary today by calling 877-500-3622 or request a free AIM information kit. Call 877-500-3622 or visit energeticmatrix.com. Unleash your natural self-healing abilities with the AIM program of Energetic Balancing. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics, not just another powder in a capsule. With hundreds of probiotic products to choose from, what makes health experts worldwide consider Dr. O'Hara's probiotics superior? Dr. O'Hara's crowning distinction is the 500-plus postbiotic metabolites produced during its three-year fermentation process. Why are postbiotics so important? Postbiotics are vital for sustained digestive balance and overall immune health. Postbiotics are fundamental for hormonal balance, weight management, skin care, and brain health. Postbiotics are the Dr. O'Hara advantage that is essential to our health and wellness. 
Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics. Go to www.essentialformulas.com today to find a retailer near you or search online. (sighs) Breathe deep. Smile and pay it forward. Conscious Talk Radio. For most of us, the New Year's resolution to lose those extra pounds turns to frustration when the weight bounces back no matter how many calories you cut or how many protein meals you eat. The shocking truth is, it's not your fault. Science discovered that the alkalizing mineral salts our bodies need are no longer found in our food due to our depleted soils which causes acid buildup in the body and a condition called metabolic acidosis. When you are too acidic, fat forms to protect your body. Thus, your diet actually leads to that dreaded bounce back in weight. What you need is Power pH with BioPH, the most powerful alkalizing ingredient ever developed. The amazing effect of BioPH is that it buffers and removes the acid in your body that causes you to gain weight. Make your weight loss program work with clinically proven Power PH. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com. Have you ever wished there was a drug-free solution to inflammation and pain that was safe, easy, and didn't involve a doctor? Now there is. It's called the Avacyn, and it's the best investment we've ever made. Others have described it as the ultimate anti-aging machine. This amazing FDA Class 2 clear device is changing lives by giving relief from pain and inflammation. Users place their hand inside a vacuum chamber, which uses negative pressure and heat to safely infuse heat into the circulatory system raising blood temperature approximately one degree, which reduces blood thickness and increases microvascular circulation. This is where the body heals, gets its nutrients, and pain and inflammation are reduced at the core level. To find out more, go to nulifeventures.com forward slash intentional healing or call 360-385-1909. That's 360-385-1909 for all the information you need on the Avacyn Medical Device. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to Conscious Talk. And as we say, it's radio that makes a difference. And we're making a difference today to talking uh, in talking about something that's really essential. Um, we're talking about a book by Nathaniel Popkin called To Reach the Spring. It's from complicity to consciousness in the age of eco-crisis. And, um, you know, if you've just joined us, hey, you're going to want to catch up uh, by going to ConsciousTalk.net. This will be in the archives, obviously. Uh, it will also be podcast on your various podcast services. So catch up that way. But um, Nathaniel, Brenda had um, asked a question at the end of the last uh, segment. segment. I want, wanted you to comment on what I said about, uh, yes, we know what's right to do, but we are terrified of change, it seems like. And we're talking mega change on this planet in order to address what we've created and allowed for, and I wanted you to comment on that. Absolutely, Brenda. And I have a, a lot of different ways of thinking about that 
um, that observation. One is that, as I said, we are moral beings. And here's a really particularly strange and difficult thing about this issue of eco-crisis. That is, it's massive in time scale. It's a slow-moving disaster across a whole big giant balloon floating in the universe that we can't really grasp anyway, you know, mm -hmm. in, in our consciousness very easily. And um, we know that as consumers, we're part of the problem here um, as, as drivers, as buyers of uh, endless amounts of plastic, whatever it is that we're doing, we're part of the system. And we know that and we recognize it and we want to change it. So the first thing is, is facing that um, and talking about it, but we're a little paralyzed to do so. But it, we're in a very strange moral position, that is, as individuals, because we know what's right and wrong, and we do want to do better, and yet what we're talking about is something that goes beyond the individual and the un, beyond the individual's choice and action. So it goes to society, it goes to political level, it goes to economic level, and that's where we have a whole lot of trouble making change. And there's another way in which this is a, diff, a really difficult thing and why what you predict is, is really true, why it's so hard to face it and make such massive changes is that when people face crisis, that it's come, it's closing in on us. This, you know, the far, the fires aren't so far from where you guys are right. at this point. Right. So, right. um, it's getting closer. And what do human beings do according to, um, terror management theory, which is uh, a psychological uh, um, uh, mode of thinking uh, among researchers, it is that we sort of grasp onto what we know and, and how we are used to acting. And the simplest way we are used to acting is as consumers, which is the problem in and of itself. So it's, it's a, a cycle that's going to be very, very hard to face, and it's why a lot of psychologists and other theorists are thinking that if you try to scare people with the big picture, you talk about, wow, this whole thing is coming, it's going to destroy us, or you talk about, um, you, you put it in terms of massive crisis that can't really be comprehended, you kind of shut people down and they go mm -hmm. back to, to, to hooking on to what they know, which is just mm -hmm. being more consumers. So mm -hmm. we have to find new ways of breaking apart both the individual moral part of this, the political and economic part of it that's at a societal level, um, and this, this thing that we do to resist change, especially during crisis, as you um, really pointed out a minute ago, like we have to find ways of breaking that down. My hope with this book is that it's an entry point, a very small one, for, mm -hmm. for conversing and thinking together about how to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so important. We've seen these examples um, oh, it, around the world, again, small entry points uh, in reacting to, to disasters. It's almost like, um, a, you know, dealing with addiction. Um, at what point... Oh, yeah do you bottom out and mm -hmm. can you change before you bottom out? I mean, one of the things we found in, in health, uh, people dealing with that is that they really don't take any action <laughs> until some disaster or any mm -hmm. major change in their life. And you would think 
with what's going on um, and how fast these things are starting to come at us that we would learn a little quicker. Um, one of the things that you pointed out in your book, I mean, you made a comparison to what happened during the Holocaust with Germans that certainly knew, you know, what they were doing is wrong, but were able to remove themselves and, and thus slaughter, you know, a large percentage of a whole people. So would you like to talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. I, you know, in this book, I'm looking for anything, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> any way of trying to make sense of, of what's happening sort of uh, ecologically, but also from the standpoint of those who are both um, complicit and also uh, the victims of this at the same time. So I'm certainly, uh, that drew me to look at the banality of evil and Hannah Arendt's theories around the Holocaust and the ways that ordinary German people were able to rationalize to themselves, and it wasn't very difficult for them to do so, what it is that they were doing. Um, and uh, And they ultimately certainly became murderer and victim both in their society to the point that it was destroyed and they had to basically build from from nothing altogether. So what I am doing in that is is trying to build a framework of thought around this issue. And that is in, in one way to do that is from a, um, a place of understanding why we go along, understanding, as you say, like normal people, they don't face things until they very much have to, or it's like pointed out to them. But as we saw uh, on Saturday, I guess it was just Saturday, you know, like you can speak the truth uh, as much as you you want, but certain people will not be able to hear it or respond to it. Uh, They'll Mm -hmm. refuse to. And then um, that there's, you know, I'm not comparing to the the Senate Republicans to Nazis, but there is a way in which they refuse to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. And we thought this was maybe one step too far and they would finally have to, but they did not. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we think about this? Um, and the Holocaust is a really interesting as a, I guess, a metaphor, because within the Holocaust, you had a kind of... Uh, um, sense in which there was no agency. There was no way to control or stop it. The the victims couldn't do anything about it. It all seemed, and I talk about uh, Primo Levi, who experienced Auschwitz personally, I talked about about his experience of that as, as being, you know, kind of beyond anything he personally could control. And yet there was also something going on there that helps us, I believe, in its nature itself. So here in in his writings, he talks about it being the winter of 1944-45 in Auschwitz. It is as, you know, it's, it's like it has been in much of the country uh, this week, cold, gray, relentless winter. And inside of Auschwitz is, um, is anti-life. In all respects, it is mm-hmm. as much a representation of industrialized concrete iron, of course, the b- burning of human beings. Mm-hmm. It is anti-life as possible. And yet there is a moment in which as he as time is edging towards March and he looks across the street and he sees nature speak to him in its mm-hmm. earliest spring. And that in its in the 
darkest moment as almost any human can be, any human being can be, um, nature drew him out of himself mm. and gave him even the slightest amount of hope. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot to learn from uh, genocide and the way it works psychologically uh, and the way it works physically and the way it works politically because in a sense... We are committing mass murder mm -hmm. of millions and millions of flora and fauna across the globe. Mm -hmm. uh, we are committing it ultimately on ourselves. Yeah. And yeah. how we face that, how we learn from that is going to determine how we go forward. Yeah. And it's something so inherent in humans. Um, you know, perhaps on the greater scale, the whole metaphor of human life and, you know, uh, returning for another life to learn more. But really, in this lifetime, in what you're talking about in this ecological disaster, as we are destroying it, we have this deep need to be in nature. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and it, you know, the ironic thing is, of course, uh, to get there, because it gets further and further away from most people, uh, especially city kids, um, you know, you got to climb into your internal combustion engine, you know, usually larger machine to get really far out into nature. So, you know, this is our problem. And, uh, you know, this is a lot of what is addressed in this wonderful book, To Reach the Spring, by Nathaniel Popkin. We're going to continue our conversation with Nathaniel. Um, but if you want to find out about this book uh, and some of his other work, you can go to Nathaniel Popkin, P-O-P-K-I-N dot net. But we've got more. Uh, we've got them right here. So we'll be back after these messages. Our bodies depend on a potent powerhouse of beneficial bacteria that support and improve every aspect of our health. Dr. O'Hara's formula encourages probiotics to function at their peak performance. Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Transformative postbiotic compounds created during Dr. O'Hara's probiotics exclusive three-year fermentation process are present in every capsule. These restorative postbiotics nurture diverse gut bacteria, leading to better digestion, improved immunity, and exceptional health. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. Go to www.essentialformulas.com for a retailer near you. That's essentialformulas.com. Today, more than ever, new technology is being created to help humankind. But few address subtle energy, which is the energy of life we refer to as consciousness. A new company, Focus Life Force Energy Innovations, has created this technology and made it affordable to all of us. What makes this technology different is it can focus subtle life force energy on our property and everything within it. It can also be attached to a mobile object, such as a cell phone, so the energy goes with you. The benefit of this energy includes better sleep, an enhanced feeling of well-being, boosts natural healing ability, more joy, mitigation of electromagnetic energy, and much, much more. Oh, and hey, don't forget to apply for a 15-day free trial with no strings attached. 
go to ConsciousTalk.net and click on the Conscious Partners at the top of the homepage and drop down to Focused Life Force Energy. Experience the difference Focused Life Force Energy gives you. Click your heels together three times. Now you know you're not in Kansas anymore. You're listening to Conscious Talk. It's a new year and full of hope and enthusiasm for a new beginning. You're thinking about going back to the gym. Well, the problem is every year it's the same thing. Exercise gets harder because your muscles get tired faster than you remember. And then the next day, you're so sore you can hardly move. Well, that's what Power PH with BioPH was designed to deal with. The active ingredient, BioPH, helps remove the acids your muscles form while exercising, giving you a better workout. Then you'll be amazed on how Power PH relieves soreness the next day, so you'll feel inspired to continue your exercise program into the year instead of giving up after a few attempts. Power PH was clinically tested by competitive athletes who found both their performance and recovery greatly enhanced. If Power PH with BioPH works for them, it will work for you too. Granted unique dietary ingredient status by the FDA. BioPH is the most bioavailable alkalizing ingredient we know of. Testing showed that in just five days, Power PH reduced body acid 53% on average while reducing inflammation and aiding in the uptake of beneficial nutrients. Discover the difference Power PH can make in your life. For more information and to order, go to powersofph.com. That's powersofph.com. Discover the power of higher pH. Your body will thank you. When you buy health products, you can save up to 50% at vitaminlife.com, the world's largest selection of supplements, herbs, homeopathic, health and beauty products, and more. Choose from vitaminlife.com's 30,000 products from over 700 brands, including Solaray, Jaro Formulas, New Chapter, Country Life, Source Naturals, Nature's Way, Enzymatic Therapy, Now Foods, Doctor's Best, and Aubrey Organics. Go to vitaminlife.com and save up to 50% on supplements or call vitaminlife.com to order at 866-998-8855. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. And welcome back, and thanks for joining us here today on Conscious Talk and for tuning in, and I really do mean tuning inward where... All of our problems are solved. All of the answers lie. And we only need to take the time to do, to go in, to be willing to be still, to sit with our higher self and ask the deeper questions that really need answering. And right now on this planet, one of those deeper, deeper questions is, how do we as a society globally really face what needs to be faced with global warming and solve this problem. And today we're talking with Nathaniel Popkin. His book is To Reach the Spring. This is what his entire book is about. His website is nathanielpopkin.net. And Nathaniel, I want to just add this to the mix. We, at a soul level, the answers are all there. All the problems can be solved when we, if you will, get in touch at that deep level, 
raise our frequency or our consciousness and the answers when we really contemplate are there for us. Here's, here, you know, here's several problems. Number one, we're more divided than ever on this planet. Number two, a lot of people think that meditating and that type of thing is still woo-woo or not worth their time or certainly they wouldn't know how to do it. What I'm getting at is we have the answer. It's solvable. But how can we pull it together in such a way that we can face it and be with it and explore it and be curious about it instead of in denial or fearful of it? Brenda, that's a great question. And it really is also at the heart of this book. I mean, it is from complicity to consciousness. And so Mm -hmm. ultimately what I kind of bring or hope to bring the reader into discourse about is how as an individual, as individuals, because the societal part is really a tough one. Mm -hmm. The political part is really a tough one. How do we as individuals, but it's important and we address it, but how do we as individuals deal with this, bear with being complicit in this and face the change that we each have to make? And so I invite people to go through some stages of kind of a process that is to grieve for to, that starts with grief because mm-hmm. grief grief is centering yes. and grief is focusing and grief is fixating on something lost yes. an ecosystem a landscape a cultural element a tree you know whatever it is we can sort of focus on um uh, on something. And, and that's why I start with that, because I don't think there's an obvious answer. This is a complicated thing to face as a society and a complicated thing to face as individuals, as it pulls on, a, on our different kinds of instincts, be they the instinct toward nature or the instinct to subdue nature, be it the instinct toward freedom or the instinct to undermine our freedom, the instinct mm-hmm. to equality or um or equity and the instinct against it to push other people down or away. I think these are conflicting things in our hearts as human beings that are part of our genetic makeup and they're really hard to wrestle with. And then when you mix in the kind of the the sense that like the world around you is changing in, um, it's becoming unstable beneath your feet. Fires are getting closer. Mm-hmm. It's it's really hard to bear. So we need to start with something, and that's why I recommend grief as a kind of first step, mm-hmm. as a way to act. And I don't know how to grieve. I don't know how you should grieve or what you particularly feel is being lost. But I started this book out by grieving, essentially, for an imaginary grandchild. And I the book mm. opens with a letter to an imaginary grandchild. It's kind of an apology. It's kind of a, I don't know what it is, but it's my way of, of grieving for what I think I've done and, mm-hmm. and for the changes that are happening on this earth that my unknown future, who knows, grandchild will have to face. Mm. And mm-hmm. so I really do. I agree with you, Brenda. Like we got to turn inside and face ourselves on this Mm -hmm. as much as we also have to turn outside and figure out a political system that can help us solve this problem. 
solve this problem is, you know, ridiculously simplifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, we've been talking about this kind of awareness for a long time. So we're going to run off to a break. Um, We're talking about to reach the spring. It's from complicity to consciousness in the age of eco-crisis. It's by Nathaniel Popkin. So stay with us. We have much more. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and it's that time of year again when everyone suffers from some kind of upper respiratory problem. We miss work and feel miserable spending too much time with doctors and pharmacists. That is, unless we protect ourselves and our families with a product that I recommend to my patients. Clear saline nasal spray and sinus rinse. Clear combines the unique properties of xylitol and the health-promoting benefits of a saline nasal spray to help cleanse, moisturize, and soothe your sinuses and nasal passages. Clear helps wash away bacteria, pollens, and other irritants before they have a chance to attack the sensitive tissues in your upper respiratory tract. Clear is easy to use, effective, and safe for people of all ages. Clear is simply your best defense in an increasingly dirty and polluted world. I use it myself. You can find Clear Saline Nasal Spray and Sinus Wash at Vitamin Shop, CVS, Rite Aid, and other drugstore supermarkets and pharmacies near you, as well as Amazon. Or you can visit Clear on the web at clear.com. That's www.xlear.com. Want more freedom, abundance, and love? Start your day with Conscious Talk. We all know that probiotics are good for digestive health, but your skin, too? I'm Kat James, author of The Truth About Beauty. Common skincare products, especially harsh soaps, can disrupt the balance of the good bacteria on your skin. But there's a progressive new approach to skincare that allows you to create a healthier environment on your skin. Probiotic skincare. Dr. O'Hara applied ancient Japanese fermentation skills to merge his famous pre-, pro-, and postbiotic nutrients into a revolutionary 100% natural skincare line. The Kampuku Beauty Bar, honored with the Best of Beauty Award by Better Nutrition, beautifully clarifies and rebalances even sensitive skin without drying. The Magaroku Lotion and the Hadayubi Moisturizer combine Dr. O'Hara's award-winning probiotic complex with 14 wild plant extracts plus one of the most skin-compatible emollients known to help restore your natural glow. As a health and beauty expert, I recommend the daily use of Dr. O'Hara's skincare products, available at Sprouts and other fine health stores. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to Conscious Talk. And hey, today we're we're plumbing the depths of those depths that need to be plumbed. <laughs> you know, we talk about that internal landscape. What's going on there uh, defines what goes on in your uh, outer world. And we're talking with Nathaniel Popkin. He wrote a wonderful book, very provocative, uh, thought, you know, from a thought-provoking uh, point of view uh, and others. Uh, it's called To Reach the Spring from Complicity to Consciousness in the, in the Age of Eco-Crisis. And, um, Nathaniel, one of the things we talk about is this whole idea of, you know, what is reality, um, meaning that most of us, most of the time, are living a false reality. It's one that's been handed to us, you know, by our parents, our mentors, our ministers, whatever. Our political our, you people. Know, yeah, and, and that we've accepted we grow up in. So uh, I was thinking, you know, when reading your book, there is this point about relativity. I mean, what I've often said, gee, what I knew growing up as a kid uh, and the places that I went on this planet and how different it was then, how does someone uh, who is a kid now 
um, see that reality that no longer exists. I mean, we're talking about something we've grieved and lost, and they've never seen it. It's it's it's, it's so interesting in in that regard um, because there's de- there, well, a few weeks ago uh, was this most remarkable article in the New York Times magazine um, by a journalist about the last two white rhinos on earth. Mm-hmm. And in in a sense, that was this kind of point of view that I was taking in the letter to the imaginary grandchild. It's, it's like, well, the things that we grew up expecting to be that were permanent, immutable mm-hmm. part, parts of life. Oh, mm-hmm. there are rhinoceroses. Mm-hmm. There are elephants. Mm-hmm. There are gorillas. That is all being undermined by our own behaviors in a way that we can't quite individually control. It's a very frustrating situation to be in. Mm-hmm. And so it's true in a generation or two. I mean, when we talk about the Arctic or the Amazon, what are exactly are people going to understand that we're referring to? Um, right. Both right. of those places are, and the Antarctic as well, are undergoing changes in that are like breaks in reality yes. from what, you, the three of us assumed of a certain age, as we are, assumed yeah. was the reality of the planet that we inhabit is being, is fracturing. And I would say to counter that, because I try to like counter, uh, um, I try to look at both sides of, of different notions in this book. To counter that, we might say, well, the idea that anything was immutable or pure at first, and then soiled later, or um, or unchanging, is a wrong interpretation of what life on Earth has always been. It, life on Earth has always about been about evolution, and adaptation, and change, and mixing of species. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there was just the article about the the DNA of the platypus. And all of it's, it's like, it's pretty much a combination of every kind of uh, animal on, on the planet, maybe not mm-hmm. including insects. But um, so there is this way in which change is normal. Change is something that is the thing that we can always point to and share and say, well, it's always been changing. Mm-hmm. And right. we can also look back across history and see the ways in which human beings have made really measurable changes, either through mass death, like in the bubonic plague, or through colonization in of, of Central and South America, and North America, of course, um, in, in terms of the decimation of the indigenous people of these places, and what actually killing 50 million people in an act of genocide did it actually <laughs> reduced uh, carbon levels in the atmosphere and restored um, forests. Um, so we can we can see these things, the ways in which the earth is always changing on its own and the ways in which we impact that change. I do think there's something interesting about what you say, that is, this reality is hard to grasp right now, and we're living, we're living in a moment of such differing realities, even though lots of people say through globalization, we now have much more of a shared reality, but actually there's such inequality on earth. Mm -hmm. It's hard to, what do we mean when we say our global human society? What do we mean when we say 
human beings because there's so many different experiences of that. Mm -hmm. um, we think about those of us who live at a complete, abs complete abstraction in our daily lives from from extracting, needing to extract personally from nature, you know, like few of mm -hmm. us actually raise our own food or hunt mm -hmm. our own food. But then there are many who do and their sort of moral calculations about all of this are so very, very different. Yes. Uh, and, and by necessity. So yeah. I guess I'm just want to say that reality is constructed as you very clearly said earlier. And it's complicated. It's changeable. Yes, very, very, very much so. And I want to throw this in, Nathaniel. We don't have a lot of time left, but you know, you brought up the grieving process, which I think is such a necessity to be able to grieve, grieve in your life, and give yourself permission to grieve. And I'm actually working with a couple of clients right now, female that. We're never allowed to grieve. We're scolded and, and made wrong when they grieved, and they, they can tear up, but they can't even have their own grief. And where I'm going with that is, here's, here's the challenge I see, is so many people have been shut off emotionally that way. They've shut down. How could you be in Auschwitz and do what you did if you feel anything, if you feel anything? any compassion if you feel any empathy if you feel anything you couldn't have done those things that they did well we are as a society are i feel very shut down now and we're not we're thinking 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 but we're not feeling deeply feeling feeling getting inside really feeling being with our feelings do we even know what we're feeling and are we willing to be with that and discover that and be curious about that and have those feelings? Because until we can actually feel what we're doing, I don't see how we can solve it. And and I don't mean to be negative about it, but I'm, I just feel way too many people are shut down and oblivious and in deep, deep denial. And don't really see it. This is um, one of the things I talk about in the book about modernity. It makes it really easy to, you know, modernity when it's working is it means we can extract resources more efficiently economically mm -hmm. and our machinery works better. We're, we become masters of, say, mining or uh, damming rivers. And we do it with such bloodlessness. And this is across society, not at the individual level necessarily, but we also all each of us become bloodless to, you know, we, mm -hmm. we don't respond. We don't right. feel, we and don't feel, I give an example of the book of driving in Florida at what I felt was, um, almost like being in hell uh, on a on a highway where the earth had been smothered and i felt mm. that smothering yeah but in fact that's the very place where most of us live most of the time in yes. this kind in that kind of landscape and we are numb to it yeah. it's been it's so efficient it's been so efficiently smothered in totality yeah that we can't even feel what it is that's been lost. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So and, the grieving thing is a good thing to start with. Yeah. Getting and in touch with your feelings. It, it's, it, you know, one of the things that you mentioned, uh, and uh, there is a derivation in, you know, a, a restorative justice approach where you work with those kind mm -hmm. of 
you know, starting with awareness, mm-hmm. you know, and and grieving being part of that process. Well, it, there is so much more in your book, obviously, Nathaniel, we can't talk about, but we would highly encourage people to pick up to reach the spring from complicity to consciousness in the age of eco-crisis. We need to start becoming aware of what is so that we can take some steps to move in a positive direction. And to learn more about Nathaniel and his book, go to nathanielpopkin.net. And remember, you can purchase the book right off our site. You click on the book title, it'll take you right to Amazon. Nathaniel, thank you. Thank you so much for your heart space and your soul space with this and writing this beautiful book. Really appreciate it. And folks, as always, thank you for being a part of this journey. Have a beautiful day, and we'll see all of you next time right here on Conscious Talk. What does healing mean to you? Are you physically in pain, emotionally distraught, spiritually adrift, mentally confused, frightened, driven by thoughts of the past or future? After years of healing work on ourselves and others, Rob and I have developed energetic and vibrational methods to help you heal your body and transform your consciousness to support a new level of well-being and health. All these energetic bodies, when in balance, physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental, contribute to your overall health and well-being. This timing calls for us to wake up and become who we really are, leaving behind the illusion that getting sick and old is normal. Let us help you reach a new level of health and well-being, a level of consciousness that is filled with new possibilities. If you're ready to move forward and heal the whole of you, give us a call at 360-385-1909. That's 360-385-1909. Conscious Talk. When you buy health products, you can save up to 50% at vitaminlife.com, the world's largest selection of supplements, herbs, homeopathic, health and beauty products, and more. Choose from vitaminlife.com's 30,000 products from over 700 brands, including Solaray, Jaro Formulas, New Chapter, Country Life, Source Naturals, Nature's Way, Enzymatic Therapy, Now Foods, Doctor's Best, and Aubrey Organics. Go to vitaminlife.com and save up to 50% on supplements or call vitaminlife.com to order at 866-998-8855.